It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Today, we have an awesome guest for you. Uh, we have Alex Nicholson. He has uh, he's lived an exciting life. He was a jockey for a horse racing company, turned ultra runner, dealt with a couple of DNFs, and then finally conquered a huge race. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing today? I'm, I'm Alex Nicholson, and uh, I'm... Uh, in uh, Stasia, South Dakota, and I was adopted from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, you're just jumping right into it, huh? Just being adopted yeah. and just jumping yeah. right into it. So I was in it. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, so, tell us a little bit of the story. I know you were you were young, I guess, when you were adopted, but tell us the story of like the adoption and everything like that. Okay. Uh, my uh, family uh, adopted me in '83. Uh, uh, I was in an orphanage, and my health was really bad. And uh, and I think if it wasn't for this family, I'd probably have been deceased. I was a, not a healthy baby. But uh, they live in a town called Highmore, South Dakota, and the whole town. Uh, raised money to get me to the United States. And that was pretty cool, I thought, you know, to send my mom and her sister down there to get me so I can come to America and um, be healthy. And uh, when I got to um, Sioux Falls, I had four doctors um, put IVs in my body because I couldn't get nothing down. And the doctor's like, well, let's do a bananas, grind, up, grind them up and put them like in the IV. Maybe that would work. And sure as shit, it worked. And I was on IVs for like two months and they feed me bananas. And that's what kept me alive. And I thought that was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so when you, say, when you say you were unwell, were you, I'm assuming malnutrition and- Yeah, just malnutrition. Were, were, just real small or yeah my 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 stomach was caving in i guess and uh, my my uh muscles that i had was just going away because i didn't have no food in my system i didn't have the food that you guys had and water you guys gave me i still got sick off because i was used to like dirt water i guess you know and just the whole process of getting me here i'm I'm very lucky to have a family to to dot me and to let me do what I want to do when I got little, you know. Just crazy. <laughs> and that's yeah, pretty that is... that's pretty much my adoption, you know. I mean, I'm still trying to find my parents and nothing yet, but I still thank my family for what they've done for me. So if it wasn't for them, I'd probably be, like I said, I probably won't be here. How did, family, how did the, your uh, family find out about you? Um, in uh, adoption, like uh, an orphanage. Um, supposedly, I've been told that my mom was a hooker, and my my dad was in the service, and they 
at that time, they couldn't find any information on them. So that was for sure. So the whole time that I grew up, I've kept asking my parents, you know, that adopted me. I call my parents now, but what happened to them? And they kind of told me that's what happened. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that's weird. And, but I was so small that I couldn't fit in a shoebox. And at two years old? At, no, at one and a half years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and that's why everybody, you know, like, everybody, my mom was like, you would probably be a short baby because you didn't have the, the malnutrition food that you need, you know, to, to grow. And I thought that was kind of, kind of, you know, wow, that's crazy that a family from Highmore, South Dakota, the whole town adopted me. And that's where my mom and dad are from and their cousins and their family all helped out. And that was kind of blessed for me, I guess, you know? Yeah. Cause I know adoption's not cheap by any means. So that, that's really cool that a, a town came together to, to get you over to America. So and you mentioned you're from Sturgis, South Dakota. So Sturgis. Yeah. I went to yeah, Sturgis so in kindergarten. Nope. Okay. So when you grew up and went to school all through Sturgis, did you yeah. participate in any sports and in yeah, I did, Sturgis? Uh, I did track and then I did wrestling and then I did football, but I was really good at wrestling. I wrestled 103 all the way through high school. So 103? 103 pounds, yeah. What, what did you my Second graders or? Oh, shit. I wrestled. Well, <laughs> actually, I got brought up as an eighth grader and I weighed 98 pounds. Oh, my When I was gosh. a sophomore, I kind of weighed 107. And then my junior <laughs> year, I weighed 112. And I just got, I mean, I did all these wrestling tournaments around the world and camps and when i was just seeing you i'm like i told my parents like i want to do something different like what do you mean like i don't want to go to college to wrestle i want to be a horse jockey they're like what like yeah i want to ride horses so you knew my, before you before you were even graduated that you wanted to do horse jockey yeah and that yeah my goal was my goal was to be that kentucky derby <laughs> you know i mean just a huge goal and my family had 12 horses but not race horses so I got with a guy out of Rapid, uh, Ardell Sailor, and it was like Rapid, through Rapid, Rapid City. City, South Dakota. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, 25 miles from my hometown. And uh, he had an ad in Craigslist. Hey, I need a jockey and exercise trainer. And I, I called him, and he's like, "What is your name?" I'm like, "I'm Alex Nicholson." He's like, "How much do you weigh?" I'm like, about a buck ten. Get your ass over here. I'm like, okay. Like how he said it. So I'm like, oh, I drove over there and sure shit. He got me on a horse and he's like, I want you to ride for me. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah. He's like, we're going to go to Canada. Is that cool? Okay with you? I'm like, yep. <laughs> so I was in Winnipeg, Canada. But I started in Pierre, went to Pierre, Aberdeen, Fargo, and then up to Canada, was where we pretty much made more money. But that was pretty neat. How old were you? I was 19 at the time. Okay. 19, yep. And uh, I remember my 21st birthday up there, they had 25 of his jockeys. They threw a big party for me, and it was at a strip club. Kind of funny, you know? <laughs> I walked in, and they're like, they, they reserved this table just for me. And they're like, you have to drink. I'm like, I'll have one beer. And she, I had one beer, but 
I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty drunk. They're like, I'll keep drinking. Like, no. <laughs> so, but it was, it was fun. Fun times. I mean, I missed it up there, but. So where, where, where all did you jockey at? I mean, you said just, you started in Pierre, South Dakota and you went from straight from Pierre to. And I went to Pierre to Aberdeen and then Fargo. And then, then Canada was we actually where we stayed down. And rode most of the horses, but like in, what's that? I was gonna say, how big is the race scene in Canada? Oh, it's, the horse race scene. It's okay. It's bigger than the local races we had here in South Dakota, and they were kind of small by there. They're probably maybe twenty five hundred people watching us. Oh wow! I guess yeah. The purse was maybe <laughs> yeah. They have a decent crowd then. Yeah, a decent crowd. The 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 purse wasn't really that big unless it was like the the Manitoba Stakes. Makes a hundred thousand dollar purse. But usually it's just kind of like trying to get your name out there and ride. I guess you know. Did you ever go to the Kentucky Derby? Uh, I went down there in September, um, and my buddy that Odell that trained me tried to get me down to the ride for a guy. <laughs> and uh he's like you know i see if we can get you down here and ride for someone and kind of good luck it was you got to know someone to ride down there uh, but, you got to know the big boys to ride down yeah there. i mean i got the experience of watching 20 million dollar horses and millionaires try to like make you do something else besides ride horses and my goal was to to ride for someone there and they used me for like pretty much work but yeah, it wasn't really a good time with me on that time, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> how much did the horses cost you, that you were riding? What's that? How much of the horses cost that you were riding? Um, well, uh, the most expensive horse I've ever rode was about $2,700. But the horse for the whole year made out almost a uh, quarter million dollars oh. on what he did. Yeah, and he had 60 head of horses. And uh, I stepped in the barn with the horses because I wanted to be close to, I call my, my buddies because I ride them out every day, every morning for like exercise. And then the weekends, I raced them. So I was pretty much Ardell's jockey. No matter what people say, don't go to anybody else, you ride for me. So I was always busy riding his horses. Got it. Yeah. How many horses would he have? He had 60. 60 or six, one six or no, six zero? Six zero. It took us two hours to get through the Canadian border because they have to go through all the, <laughs> all the like, uh, oh, 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 paperwork. Oh my God. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. There's one time, though, we're down there. It was in July, and they had a huge race in Fargo called the Quarter Horse, uh, Quarter Horse Mile. And it was like a, $50,000 person, or I was like, Alex, we have to go. I'm like, what do you mean? We are leaving right now. Get down there in the morning and we're, we're going to win this race. I'm like, okay. So we brought down Rick's lap, was the horse I rode. To this day, I can't believe I still remember his name, but he was a quarter horse. And sure as shit, we, that's the first horse I've ever won with him. And I only won 10 grand, but because you get 10%. Of earnings, but 
that was a good time. We went down, went butt, and we went back home that next day. <laughs> kind of took the money, I guess, but they weren't happy that's with a, our dad. That's awesome. So transitioning yeah. a little bit, you're you're hundred, you're riding at about 110 pounds. Yeah. What you say? Uh, riding at yeah, about 110. 110 to 115, but usually I weigh 107 pounds. And some horses, I have to gain weight, so we just kind of put weight on your saddle. It's a little weight yeah. to make even weight. But okay. I was really good at my weight. I mean, I was really low. To this day, I'm still a buck 15. I could probably oh still ride. <laughs> yeah. So how does a 110-pound jockey turn into a runner? Well, when I got done doing horse riding with Odell, I uh, lived up in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, and uh, they have a marathon called Grandma's. And I was just, I ran a lot by myself. And I'm like, I should try that, you know? And I dated this woman, Michelle, that's my wife now. Uh, she came up and saw me, and we stayed, you know, got our own place. And uh, I, uh, Proposed to her like two months before the race. And my very first marathon was on a Thursday in June the 19th, 2014. And I ran grandma's that Saturday. And I finished. And I think so you ran, y'all got married and then you ran a marathon the next day? Two days later. Two yeah, days later. Two days, later. two days later, I ran a marathon. I did it. And my- Three hours and 21 minutes. <laughs> well, um, fuck you. First off, <laughs> for a 321 for your first marathon. Second of all, my wife would have killed me if I ran a marathon two days later. What's cra- well, crazy married. about it, she knew I liked running. And actually, I told her, like, I have a marathon. And she's like, all right, you schedule up for marathon weekend, and that'll be our anniversary week. And that's how we did it. So I take grandma's marathon to heart because that's our anniversary weekend so it's kind of cool i guess and then i started running those yep sorry was that your first road race that might yeah that was actually my first big marathon but i did 5ks uh in town and local you know around duluth but that was my big first marathon so you worked up to the marathon though you just didn't start off right at the bat with the marathon I started off with like little 5Ks and I'm like, I want to do the grandma's one. And that's everybody came. It's like the rally, Sturgis Rally, bike rally, but it's grandma's marathon. <laughs> but yeah. And then uh, about two years after that, we moved to, um, to Rapid City, South Dakota, close to my family because they were missing me. And, we moved back and uh, I started uh, running by myself a lot. And then because of my job, I worked nights and I'm like, I gotta get a day job so I can start running with a group that they had the Black Hills Runners Club out of Rapid. I've always thought, huh, I'll maybe get with them and maybe do some group runs and, you know, get better at running. And I did all the like local uh, half marathons here in Rapid area, Lean Horse and Crazy horse, the Mick, you know. And, the Mick uh, is a uh, the the Mick is the Mickelson Trail. It's about a hundred nine yeah. uh, mile rail to trails for everyone that doesn't know. 
So when you say the Black Hills Runners Club, what group runs and what what group runs and local runs, like what what all does that entail? Like how many people are in the group runs? What size of these local runs are you doing? And how'd you um, find the club? I found a club actually through uh Facebook. And then uh I found my wife, I'm like, I want to do these these races, you know. They had like a series for road and trail, and I was kind of burned out and just doing road. So I want to do something different that would be more, uh, I guess, tougher and funner, I guess. And I started doing trail running. And uh, see, uh, uh, man, my very first trail run was Dino. Dino Park 5K, I think it was. And I did okay, you know, top seven or whatever. But I said I like those. And they had a top whole- seven? An out of seven, or is that <laughs> no, top seven? I, I don't know, maybe 30 runners, 40 runners, I don't know, maybe 30 right. runners, I guess. So, a trail run 5k is there much elevation gain in that? I mean, is that a tough uh, trail or it's a tough one, but I don't know what the elevation is on that. It's just up yeah. and down, you know. Okay, yeah, a couple but of that, feet. Then. That, that's what kind of got me started like doing trail running, and okay. then down the road, I kept doing more trail races. I did the uh, trail series, as in there's like eight different races, I believe. And then they had uh, a race called the Black Hills 100, and there's four races included. If you do the 30K, 50K, the 50-miler, and the 100-miler, you know, it's like a four-series race. You get, you know, you finish 100, you get a buckle, and if you finish all four races, you get a, a scout, a uh, buffalo skull. I'm like, a oh, maybe. Skull. Yeah, and like, oh, so you have to finish. You finish all four races. You get a buffalo skull. Yeah, a custom. That's buffalo. kind of a. <laughs> that's kind of an odd, odd giveaway. I would think, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, here's you know, your big, here's your big ass buffalo skull. <laughs> exactly right. To me, I'm like, you know, oh, I thought a 26 miler was long, but now as things I've done more, it's like, man, this is. I could probably do that easily, you know. You know, but it's mind over matter, you know. Your stomach can turn that quick, or but anyways, I I did uh, the 30K in the Black Hills 100 series in 19 and got heat stroke, but I still finished. Heat stroke? And, yeah, I got heat stroke, and I went from, like, 25th place to, like, 50th. And I know Tell us how your day went. Jeez. What's that? Tell us how your day went. They went good until I got to Fort Meade, and I just got sick. I didn't have enough salt in me, enough fluids in me, and that time I was new to to ultra running like i didn't know how to like really uh eat and drink like you should you know when you run <laughs> you know what what mileage is fort Meade for everyone that is not from this area i think uh, that would be i mean what 10 maybe mile mile 10 of a 30k of a 30k yeah i think yeah or, okay someone died or 12 no like yeah he's so you theoretically had about eight, eight, six to eight miles left to go. Yeah, and then my, I just had all kinds of problems. Were you just falling and yeah, ha- no, I was hiding under a tree. I was hiding under a tree. People were trying to <laughs> give me like past. people were trying to give me like you know these um, packages. I'm like, I don't want those things. You know, I just need water and like, oh, you need salting. You need. Yeah, she needs that. I'm like, oh, what is that? I don't know what that stuff was. I just thought Gary wanted was a thing to do. 
yeah. <laughs> I was low on all that stuff, you know. You didn't eat but any food. I didn't eat no food. Like, I mean, I ate like just regular grower balls, but not really like, I don't know, food, food, I guess. Like I said, I was new. Yeah. And now I think back at that in 18, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I even finished it because. I mean, it was hot too, of course, but it can be hot any day, you know. What it what is hot for South Dakota? Uh, one hundred and what five? I think it is. Oh, ninety seven. One hundred five. One hundred five wow. or ninety seven is probably hot if you're not used okay. to the heat. I, guess. I mean, ninety seven is hot no matter where you're at. But I just yeah. you know. <laughs> Anything over hundred, a... I think it's hot. <laughs> if you're running a race and it's hundred degrees, that that sucks. So I mean, you so, put more water on your body. You know, in your uh, system, I think too. But yeah. from the thirty k, you transitioned from there, so you kind of fell into trail running. Kind of got the got the bug. It sounds like, and then yeah, I got the, the bug. Kind of blew up at the thirty k. And I did, did the fifty k. Drive you to go further? Or, oh, you did the fifty yeah. k. Did the fifty k? No, actually, they had COVID, and then did the fifty k. And okay. I'm like, so you I'm did gonna fifty k in twenty one. Yes. And then I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this thing because I, I know I was running good, or running, and then I run with a group of runners from the club, and I, I smashed out. Then I did a six hour and twenty minute, and I came in like top twenty five. So I felt good after that race, and that was a longer distance. It's actually a thirty one mile race. So you learned a thing or two since the thirty k. You had yeah. two years to kind of train yourself. Yep, I trained myself, and then I got to hang out with cool people and. Do cool stuff Sweet. together, you know. And that's what kind of made me well, want to you, do more group runs. You had mentioned Lean Horse. Where did where does that fall into the mix? Oh yeah, Lean Horse. Uh, 2019, I tried doing the hundred miler, and I went out. So wait, hold on. You went from a 30k to a hundred miler. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 I thought, and then you you blew up. Did you do a did you do a 50k or 50 mile training? No, I just or? started the hundred. By the way. I was like, I don't want to beat the hundred, and I went out like freaking a nine mile pace, <laughs> and I only made it like, well, I think it was thirty miles, and I was done. I'm like, oh, I'll I'm see. done. So you ran a fifty k there, but yeah, PR, but <laughs> what's that? Did you PR fifty k? No, no, I I went to that my car and went home. <laughs> <laughs> no, for, you just went to thirty miles. Well, I know, but I made a crap 30 mile. I mean, I was, like I said, it was, I don't know why I went that fast. I, I ran with a guy from California. He's like, this is my fifth one. Are you sure you can run with me? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can run with you. And we're passing people, and we're, like, in top seven. And I get out of Hill City. I'm like, I have a town called Hill City, South Dakota. And I'm like, I can't go no more. My stomach hurt. I was hot, and I got tired of running on the freaking mech. I'm like, I'm done. So my wife picked me up. Actually, my wife walked back and got me because she kind of know what my time was on these A stations. And I was really going slower to the point that I'm like, man, why am I doing this? And then I kind of like told the A station outside of Hill City, I'm done. Got in the car and went home. <laughs> At 30 miles, you did. Yeah. So you didn't really learn much about salts or nutrition or hydration or any of that stuff. And you kind of just went out and just like, I think I could do a, a hundred yeah. miles. I exactly. ran a, an 18 miler and I was dead by the end of it, but let me go ahead and try a hundred. 
Yeah, I just oh, thought running slaps you in the face pretty early, then, huh? <laughs> yes, it did. It, it kissed my ass. <laughs> so, how do you transition to an ultra runner from there? You do the 50K in 2021 after it was canceled in 2020. Yep. And then 2022, Black Hills 100, I'm like, I'm going to do the 100. But so before you, I did, yeah. So, you transitioned from my 30K. The 50k the next the well the two years after that and then 2022 you're like i'm just gonna bump from a 50k to a 100 mile yeah i yeah the black is 100 but before that one i i went to crowd rock uh 50 it's in uh, fort collins colorado and uh i thought i had everything dialed in like oh you know i got my nutrition right you know runs pretty slow just do your thing and Anyway, elevation, I think, probably got me heat for sure, you know, whatever. And I was using these gels, and I, I thought I had enough time, but maybe I did. And I went uh, 25 miles. The elevation on that was probably 1,400, I believe. That's called Quad Rock 50. And I go to the finish line, and then I go back again, reverse. But when I got to halfway, I went to try to go back but i i guess i stumbled by the egg station and then i was like under the weather and they put me in the ambulance and iv thought that i was sick and i'm like i'm fine i'm fine like oh it's hot out and they didn't want me to go back because of health reasons and of the heat wise again and i didn't even know heat training you know we didn't have really no heat in south dakota at the time but so i kind of was mad at myself for that race, I kind of DNF. I got a 25. If you don't make the 50, you get a 25 finish, but you're laying in the bottom of the of the list because you didn't really sign up for the 25. You know, and, and the people I ran with, there's like a group of us that went down there to run, and I was the only one that did the 50, and all my other buddies did the 25. And I thought I was ready for that one. I guess I got my ass kicked. So <laughs> that was. This year, Quad Rock. That, that was this year, yeah, twenty two. I'm sorry, yeah, this year. And you were uh, you were going for the fifty mile. Yeah, I thought I thought I had everything dialed in, you know, health wise, miles. I knew I had the miles. I just were you already signed up for Black Hills 100? Yeah, I signed up for Black Hills 100 like four months before that. Yeah, I had that one next. So you're using this as a training run? Yes, I was using the fifty mile for a training run. Yep, and. I thought I was done, you know, on the way home, I told my wife, like, I got I to gotta switch stuff up. I used to drink a lot of Monsters, and I told myself, I got to quit doing that, you know. I got to quit doing gels, doing Monsters. I just need to do, like, regular food. For the whole ride home, I think it was, like, three and a half hour drive from Fort Collins. I really thought about it, and I'm like, I'm going to change it up. So I had a month to be ready for the Black Hills 100. So what did you do to change it up? That one, I uh, I mean, I ran a lot, and I just ate food. I ate regular food, and what kind, uh, of, food? kind of food like chicken, uh, mashed potatoes. I had a Reese's peanut butter cup. Uh, okay, like a three course meal with chicken, I guess. <laughs> you know, and then I had a little mini Coke and Gatorade and water. I pretty much was drinking during your training. Yeah, 
No, during the, the race. I'm sorry, during the race. During the tournament, no, I was you, just how did you would you how did you change your diet leading up to the race? Oh, I just you know, besides putting the monsters. I just started eating regular food. I did like potatoes and then uh potatoes and canola bars and regular food. I on your training out runs. on my training runs, yeah. Yep. Got it. So I kinda like thought, you know, that would probably work a lot better than using these challenges. And then to me, I don't think I was using them as long as I should to get used to it for my stomach. I feel like there's used a really it. good there's a really good uh balance there between like gels and real food and candy and snacks and I don't know, you just kind of have to like bring everything because you just never know how your stomach's gonna feel and yep. you know what's gonna work. Exactly. Some, yep. some gummies and you're like, oh my stomach doesn't agree with those today, but you know, yesterday they were fine. So that's kind of good on you to, to make that transition to real food. And hopefully you uh, can find a balance there because, you know, jails are absolutely, you know, uh, a good source of food and energy and, you know, they're, they're lightweight and packable. So hopefully you can find a good balance there. But. Yeah, me too. I mean, I guess I just try something different. And then uh, the morning of the hundred, it was like, I was getting to the hundred and uh, I went to uncle Louie's and I had breakfast. And I loaded up on pancakes, eggs, and bacon. And <laughs> well, that's a heavy breakfast for hundred miles. Eight, eight o'clock in the morning, and the hundred mile doesn't start till ten o'clock. So it's eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So I ate that, you know, and then I went to check in an hour early, you know, whatever. And I just sat there and waiting for my friend, uh, my friend Teresa that I hang with. She's running the hundred with us, or with me. So it was kind of like, I'll just sit down and chill and wait till the, the start of the gun. So going into the hundred, you had a DNF a couple months before that. What was your, what was your mind like going into the hundred, the, the weeks leading up and the, the actually the day of? Uh, well, we, you know, but I was telling myself I need to uh, slow down my pace. I need to eat more and just kind of like uh, make it to A station to A station. And if I can do that, I know I can make it in. And I have to believe in myself. You know, I, have a, I kind of have a mantra when I'm running, you know, big races like that. I'm always like, it's six miles to the next aid station. I've run six miles hundreds of times. I can run six miles. And then the next one is at seven miles. <laughs> I've run seven miles hundreds of times. I can run seven miles. And then it becomes, I've walked six miles. <laughs> I can walk exactly. six miles. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I like I don't know. Yeah, cool. right, though. What's that? Yeah, that's how I did it. You know, just A station to A station. And uh and I, I started way in the back. Usually I like to start in front and go out like a banshee, you know, and I'm like, no, this is a hundred miles. I gotta make sure I I pace myself because I'm not DNF in this race. There's no way in hell I'm DNF in this thing. And I'm I'm gonna finish this race. And I when I sat down before we started, I think it was 15 minutes before the going started. Everybody came up to me, Alex, make sure you go slow, pace yourself. I know how you are. I'm like, yes, I know. I have a plan. I have a plan. I'm going to stick to it, you know? <laughs> so I did. I mean, I, I, in my head, I told myself I'm making it all the way through this thing. And I started way in the back and I ran with my, with my, my friend, Teresa Lewis from Rapid City. We ran 40 miles together, and it was just fabulous. It was good. I mean, it, you know, and 
when I got to 31 miles, Dalton, that's when I had my three-course meal. <laughs> How many hours was that after the start? I think that was like uh, five miles in, I believe, five or six. Hours? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It was like eight o'clock when we got in. I don't know, it was six o'clock, I think, we got in. Okay. To Dalton. Yeah, six yeah. hours. <clears throat> you, got, you had another big meal at Dalton? Dalton, yeah, that's when I, yeah, because uh, before that, I was eating just potatoes and granola bars, you know, and then when I got into Dalton, I told the wife I want to eat a big meal because that was the big, one of the big egg stations on it. Okay. And she, yeah, so she had my meal all ready to go, a plate and everything, and I was sitting there eating while I was changing out my socks and getting my poles ready because I had a big climb up after Dalton. So, uh, made out of Dalton, we got into like uh, Silver City, unless oh, Silver City, we got into Nemo. And it was what miles dark. Uh, Nemo was probably 43 miles, I think it is. Yeah, I think it was 43. Okay. Something like that. And then, uh, it was getting kind of dark, and we started running together. I think at mile marker 40 is when me and Teresa left. She ran with a, a friend of hers, and I did my own thing. And uh, I got into, got into Silver City at 1.30 in the morning, and it was raining bad and windy. And... Uh, when it got dark out, I wanted to make sure my body temperature was better, so I, I just kind of ate the egg station food then. Okay. Like I ate the soup and the chicken noodles or whatever they had, you know, in a cup. And uh, when I was left, instead of a city halfway, 52 miles in, I changed out my shoes, and I forgot to change out my headlamp. So I started running out, you know, because it was raining pretty good. I wanted to kind of get going because after you get to 52, it's like you have to make it to eight stations at a certain time. So I kind of want to make up time for what I kind of lost going up. And uh, I got a, a mile in from Silver City and my light went out. And I had to use my, my chorus watch for like a flashlight to get uh, my other headlamp that was in the back of my backpack that was downpouring rain. I got it on, you know, got it back on and got new batteries in. And I think I lost like close to 10 minutes right there. Then I got going again, six more miles. And I was in, uh, uh, the next aid station, you know, and then I changed out my clothes. And then I had another friend. Teresa Bamberg, another Teresa, but different. She ran with me from uh, Palace Knob to Nemo, and then from Nemo to Dalton. So she ran a good 14 miles with me. And I guess I kind of went on a rampage of running. I was about good the whole time, no stomach issues. Therefore, I was using the egg stations. And then when the sun was coming up, I was just being a goofball and act like I was going to eat my shoe at <laughs> Nemo. It was all muddy as shit, you know, just being goofy, changing out my socks. And my goal was to make it to uh, 
Dalton by eight o'clock in the morning because the 50K started. And I was doing two hours, two hours and seven, uh, seven miles in two hours. So I was kind of, kind of doing good. And when I got down to, to Dalton, I heard the gun. How far is Dalton? Dalton was uh, 70 miles going back. So, and the gun dropped. Uh, they shot the gun and I was right behind the, the 50K runners. So when I got in, I kind of changed out my, well, the, I guess the eight people, PJ sandwiches, and I had one in my hand, one in my, in my face, and I was holding my poles, and off I went again. And I was going up to, to Elk, the next aid station. That's probably another, I think it was another seven miles. And then to Bulldog. And then I met up with, uh, with Eric at um, the last one, Alkali. That means like seven miles. So I, was at, I think it was 97 miles. Or 90 oh, 97 miles. miles. You, you picked up your last pacer at 97 miles. Yeah, and then that's when my feet were kind of hurting. So you picked and up a pacer at what what mile did you pick up uh, the oh, other Teresa? I picked up there, Teresa, at, uh, at, um, Palace Knob. I'm sorry. Palace Knob, I picked her up. And she ran what with me. What's that? Uh, mile marker, the Gix C. Gix 57, I think. Okay. So it, you, you, yeah. you picked up a pacer at 57 and you ran from 57 to 70 with a pacer. With a pacer, and then you yeah. didn't have a pacer from 70 all the way to 97. Yeah, I really have no one. I mean, I, I met up with a girl that run the 50k and she gave me some Tylenol, you know, and that kind of she kind of ran, but not really with me, but she was watching me run, I guess. And I ran in with her into why'd you need Tylenol? Oh, uh, my legs are hurting, like I, I, th- <laughs> I thought they were hurting, but like, were they supposed to? <laughs> Well, yeah, but I just thought I was 97 good. miles in, your legs hurt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun. You know, <laughs> good for her, you know. Uh, Rihanna, she gave me some uh, some pills and some Tylenol, and I kind of went off my thing. She kind of followed me way behind, you know, just boxing me, and that's when I got into Alkali. And then uh, that was, like, the last egg station. And I had, like, three hours to make it into the, the finish line. So... I, as I was changing out my, I think it was just eating again. Um, my buddy Justin's like, don't be a bitch, finish this strong. So I hurried <laughs> up and refilled and took off and I forgot my poles. So my buddy Eric, that was pacing me, ran back and got my poles for me because I love those things. And I just have those poles, I needed them. And I chucked up all the way to the finish line and we ran pretty good up through Fort Meade. So at 97 miles, I had Eric Lindquist run with me, and I got into, uh, oh, outside of Fort Meade, into the pavement, under the bridge, and kind of started walking faster, and I told Eric, like, I'm going to send it. I'm like, right when I get to the high, the football field, or soccer fields, as the other soccer fields, I'm going to sprint in. He's like, okay. He, and I was like, I got to go. I was, now I was getting tired. My feet was hurting, and. When I saw the 
finish line from like a distance, I just pretty much sprinted in and they I made it in like 31 hours and I think it was 50 minutes. So I was that's a, that's a pretty impressive for your first hundred miler. What what yeah. is the elevation gain on that on that one? Uh although of the whole one or is it just uh yeah the hundred miler, what's the elevation gain on that one? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't I even look at there. it. I don't look. I just do it. I guess I don't know. What's, what was the course like? Explain the course. The course was tough. I think it was tough. It was fun. I had fun. I mean, the, the the thing I liked about it, the weather was nice. You know, it wasn't usually hot as shit, but we had a little rainfall at nighttime. That was pretty. I was really excited for the night race. I don't know why I was, but I just like, oh, I can't wait. But I didn't think that morning I just turned up another level and like I just kept going. And you it's like just burning through the night then, huh? Yeah, I love it. It was fun. <laughs> I'll do it again. I can't wait. <laughs> so for those of people that uh, haven't ran in the Black Hills, that's why the uh, explain the course a little more than what what you saw, how it ran, the scenery. Yes. Uh, it was a lot of Except hills. the same for the people that don't know about it. Okay, yeah, it was a lot of up and down hills. Um, two trees, I guess. I mean, you got three water spouts that are usually pretty full that people usually change out their shoes. That knocks probably around mile markers 30th. No, not 30. Like 16 or 18, I think. And you'll have three little water fall, or not fall, but creeks. But it wasn't that. Uh, and then you have a lot of rocks going up on hills and stuff and trees. And the elevation was pretty, because I can, it was fun. The whole course was fun the whole time. I mean, my mindset was actually, like I said, making it to A station, A station, I did, and eating and drinking. And actually, I put that to my head. I have to do that, or I'm not going to make it through. And I did. I mean, I, I did what I, I told myself I'm doing. Next finish. I just pulled up thing. the. Uh, I just pulled up the race. It it looks like it's it's it says it's about sixteen thousand feet of elevation. So, okay. There's yeah. no big climbs or anything like that. It's just kind of rolling. There's maybe one or two that's actually pretty big, but not big, big. But after you've been running for that long, you're like. Another hill. Oh, another hill. Like you think you're done, but you're not. I get off of Bulldog. That was just, oh, I thought I was done. Nope. I got Bulldog Hill to climb up. And but yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, like I said, the whole experience of running that hundred was what I wanted to do. And that was get that buckle. And when I made it to the finish line, my wife was there and she was crying. Of course, you know, she's been since day one. She's done all these marathons and bless her heart, she was up the whole time I was up of the beginning of the hundred. So it was So she cruised you along the whole way then, huh? Pretty much, yeah. And then, you know, we had a group of people that helped us out that we run with. They kind of crewed me too. So that was a blessing for that too. Uh, you know, lucky to have good people to run with. And get along with. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a successful uh, first hundred miler, which is sometimes not always the case. I know in my first hundred miler, it definitely wasn't the case. Robbie, you 
Uh, I've had one that wasn't successful. Yeah. <laughs> but two that have been successful. My I've second had, one, I quit I about think, 30 miles in. Uh, I think both of mine were. Both of mine were successful. Let's say that. I finished both of them, but but they both had their their problems along the way so but so what is uh what what is on the plan what's on the plan for the rest of the year maybe going into next year you got another 100 miler on the dock yeah i uh actually i you know being a runner i am i want to try out the black canyon 100k in mayor arizona and that's in february i just I drove you to that oh uh, i just wanted to um try to get into western stakes Oh, look at him trying to get into Western States. Yeah, golden ticket. Mike's my goal. I want to get in. You're going to get a golden ticket? You're trying to get a golden ticket? I'm going to get it. You're going to get a lottery (laughs) ticket or a golden ticket? No, the lottery ticket. Oh, okay. I was going to say, man. Come on, let's get the golden. Let's go for the golden ticket. Let's go for the golden ticket. The golden (laughs) ticket. Actually, I'm going to get the golden ticket. But I I still have a few, you know, trial races I'm doing the series and then i still have a couple more halves i'm doing but okay and then i'm gonna do uh like i said the 100k in february in arizona and then i'm gonna do uh the 50 miler for the black hills so i can get my skull because i'll have that base left and i'll get my buffalo skull okay and then i want to go and try to do the bighorn 100 Ooh, bighorns before black hills 50k I know. How oh, long? 50 miler. 50 miler. How long? Yeah. The, the Black Creek 100 is the week before I run the 50 miler. The Black Hills 50 miler. So you're going to run 100 miler, then go do a 50 miler. Yep, the next following week. <laughs> next 50 mile week. That's, uh, that's pretty next brave. That's my goal. Next, <laughs> yep, brave. I know. Bighorns is not an easy race. That's a, that's a big Oh, I know. Race. I've, I've heard stories about that. Hills a, <laughs> yeah, that's son a, of a bitch. That's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough uh, one because I ran it this year. I know it's it's tough, but yeah, man. Well, cool. Seems like you got some uh, some big stuff on the on the docks. Going after that golden ticket and Black Canyon. Wish you all the luck. Maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you'll get looked at if you get that golden ticket. You start getting sponsored. Yeah, Solomon be calling you. Sure, <laughs> I wish. So, I so speaking of sponsored. Speaking of sponsored, what is uh let's go head to toe? What kind of gear are you using? I wear uh Solomon all the way. I stand by those head to toe, the vest I wear, those uh socks or the shorts or socks, but I wear a gogging shirt though. David Goggins. Stay hard. Stay hard, man. What kind of shoes are you using from Solomon? Um Arctic Glides and Centrad Fours I'm wearing right now. Okay. Yep. What pack? And the pack, uh, Solomon 10 and uh, the Solomon 12 now, so. Which, uh, which, oh, which skin? 12? Oh, the. Advanced uh, skin? Advanced skin, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Advanced skin 10 and 12, okay. Yes. Um, Light? Black. What light using? Oh, light? I, I have a, what's that thing called? Pixel or? Pixel light, that's all, yeah. Got one of those, and then I have the other one that can you know, headlamp or headlamp, headlamp or waist light. Uh, oh, it's okay. probably a waist lamp, but headlamp is the pixel one. 
okay. And then the headlamp was the QR, I don't know. I just got it. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. You wear a hat? You wear glasses? Well, I sometimes wear a hat. I don't know. Oakley's. I wear my Oakley's all the time. Okay. All right. Oakley's. And, and then we'll I watch have you running. Black Diamond for sticks. What what watch you running? Coros. Coros watch. Ooh, Coros. Yes. We're all I used to have a Coros in the have house. A Garmin, but I had to switch out because the battery life. Hey, gotta get that battery cool. life in Coros. Yep. Yeah, Coros. I actually, uh, I have a Vertix two coming. Uh, should be here Wednesday. I'm pretty excited. So jealous. Nice. Hundred and forty hours of GPS time. I'm Dang. super pumped. So I love the Coros, man. That thing is like one of the best things I've. I only wear it when I run. It's the only time I wear it. Oh, I'll so, wear mine all the time, hundred yeah, percent of the time. Twenty seven, twenty four seven. I sleep with it on. My job yeah. would probably crush my chorus watch, though. I can't wear that work. Not with that, not with that sapphire glass, man. Not with the sapphire glass. Hey, man. I get those uh, slips while you're working. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast, man. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and kind of telling your story, man. You got a pretty awesome one from getting adopted by an essentially an entire town to uh being a horse jockey I, oh i gotta go back let's go wrestling in high school at 105 pounds to being a horse jockey racing in canada to becoming a hundred mile ultra marathon runner so oh i did cage fighting too i forgot about that oh my god here we go no, <laughs> well, i got my ass handed to me on that so i'm like <laughs> nope so i we'll weigh like 115 and fight guys that weigh 140 but whatever. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. So hey, man, this is your uh, this is your opportunity. This is your shout out time. If you want to shout anybody out, uh, thank anybody, whatever you want to do, this is your time. Go ahead for it, man. Uh, I like to uh, shout out to my wife. She's been with me since day one. All my marathons. She's a good girl, and I just shout out to all my friends that I ran with with the group. And just getting it done, you know, put miles in together and having fun afterwards. And I am very blessed I can still run. Thank Sweet, you. Sweet, man. Sweet. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, it was good hearing your story. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. This podcast has been produced and edited by Backbeat Sound. Come and find us on Instagram at BackbeatSound1776 or email us at BackbeatSound1776 at gmail.com.